0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Justin George with Kyle Price. We're talking about balls and we're fucking back. We are back. It's been a long long time. Um, We did a few random episodes on stereo and things like that, but not the same. Not the same as being in person, so we're happy to be here. Happy to be talking to you guys. We have a loaded episode. So much shit to talk about. Uh, This is arguably the busiest time in sports because of COVID. Um, Never again will all these three sports be inter intertwined right now with no. big 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 news stories happening in every sport. So, we'll start with the NBA because the NBA is actually towards the end of the season. Uh the NBA finals just ended last week. Milwaukee Bucks, congratulations. They got their ring. Uh to me, it's not that exciting. If I'm a Bucks fan, sure, enjoy it, be be excited. But as a general NBA fan, I look at it and I'm kind of I kind of feel cheated because there was no offseason last year, so there were so many injuries to guys that had to play deep into the postseason in 2020 who were obviously tired, obviously injured, couldn't get through the 2021 season all the way. And I'm looking at Anthony Davis. I'm looking at Kawhi Leonard, uh, Jamal Murray. I'm looking at a lot of guys that, that the NBA missed in the playoffs. And again, congrats to the Bucks. So, but yeah, I feel are, like some healthier teams... Are
1: you of the, uh, the mind-setting that, like some people are saying, the uh, fake ring, you know, you didn't, you know, you got it, but you really don't have it. And, you know, you went through an injured Brooklyn team, and, you know, L- the Lakers were whatever, I guess, kind of injured. and
0: Yeah, that's, honestly, that's kind of how I look at it, especially the Suns. The Suns were kind of like a fluke team that I think a lot of fans are going to go into next season thinking that they're a legit team. Right. Where in my opinion, I think they'll, they might never sniff the finals again. Yeah. I, th- I agree with you. I don't think the Suns are getting back. They might, they'll be in the playoffs, but yeah. I don't think they're getting when Anthony Davis was healthy. Game two of the first round, fully healthy, the Lakers won. And it was one of the easiest wins they've ever had in their lives. Right. Then Anthony Davis got hurt, reaggravated an injury. He was done. The Lakers stood no chance. Then you go to round two. I forgot who they played in order, but I know that they faced a bunch of teams where everybody was injured. I think round two was the, Maybe the Nuggets, if I'm not mistaken. I be- And it- the Nuggets didn't have uh, Jamal Murray. It was the Nuggets, yeah. And then they go to the third round, and they go against the Clippers. And the Clippers are in it. And then Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard hurt. Leonard's out, so yeah. next thing you know, the Suns are able to get past the Clippers without Kawhi Leonard. Then they go to the finals, where they face a healthy Milwaukee Bucks. And they lost. So I think that kind of just goes to show you right there. that Yeah, maybe it was a little fluky. Maybe it was... Because of all the better players, not to say better players, because don't get me wrong. Devin Booker, Giannis is an MVP. They're good basketball players. But LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, again, all these guys that went deep into the playoffs last year. The Bucs did not. The Suns didn't even make the playoffs. They were in the bubble, but they didn't make the playoffs. They're a little healthier. They're a little more well-rested. So I think the 2021 season is going to be a little bit of a different story now that it's going to be more of an even playing field.
1: Yeah, I, I, I even in the East, too. I mean, Milwaukee Bucks tour was
0: uh, was a little shaded by injury as well. I mean, Kyrie yeah. was out the entire series. Yeah, Kyrie was out. James Harden got hurt. So to beat the Nets, they really only had to beat uh, Kevin Durant, and which he, they did. That almost failed. They took, him, took him to the second I mean, of Game 7. Yeah, that was a
1: hell of a series. And then Kevin Durant was really on a was. whole different level, that, that series. But no, I, I agree. I think it was kind of... A, did you watch every playoff game, every final game? For the game? most part, I watched as many as I could. Yeah, I was watching the last couple games
0: um, last week. I mean, they were competitive. They oh, were yeah, fun sure. To they, watch. Were, they were very, really fun games, but it's also one of those things of like... No big names really latch on to. It's Giannis against Devin Booker. Don't get me wrong. Uh, CP3, great player. Sure. Chris Paul's a great player, but it's not like... he He's not, he's not boosting the ratings, if you will. So not to say that I want there to always be a you know big three versus big three, like Lakers-Nets or something like that next year. I look more so, well, we'll get to the Lakers big three here in a second. <laughs> I guess I jumped ahead. Um, but I look at it as like, yeah, you're expecting those teams. And when you don't get them, you kind of look around of like, why didn't they make it? And again, same thing, like we just said. A lot of injuries these teams got got by teams that if they're fully healthy, I don't think they would have beaten them.
1: Right. No, so, I agree. I agree. It, it was competitive to watch. It was fun to watch. Yeah. But it's not going
0: to be the same landscape come next year. A healthy Anthony Davis. I don't think the Suns get out of the first round. Uh, I'll just say healthy Kyrie. You don't even need James Harden. And I think the Nets would have beaten the Bucks. So mm-hmm. just those two series alone... Though Neither of those teams really should have even seen the finals.
1: Well, pre-today, so, I think Brooklyn was the favorite for the finals champion next year. I think they were the NBA Yeah, champs. they're the on-paper
0: favorite, for sure. Well, before today, I believe. Right. Yeah, and then what we're talking about now is there's a lot of trades happening. The NBA draft starts in about, give or take, 45 minutes when the first pick will be happening. And there have been some minor trades, nothing too crazy. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the ceiling's blown off. With the Lakers, are it's not finalized, but the Lakers are about to acquire Russell Westbrook. They are getting LeBron his third running man, uh, wingman, if you will, and they'll pair him up with Anthony Davis and LeBron. And that's that's a big three. That if I'm if I'm any other team in the NBA, I I'm looking at that as we're not beating them. Right. No, I I mean honestly, I mean
1: they're not giving up much to get
0: that either. No, I... they gave away Kuzma, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope and their first-round pick this year.
1: Yeah, so they're keeping most of their core intact, and you are bringing in one of the best point guards in the league.
0: Yep. And this, just by quick comparison, this big three compared to the Brooklyn big three is miles ahead because the Lakers big three, they're outstanding on offense, and they're fantastic on defense. The Nets big three, fantastic on offense. No defense between them. (laughs) I mean, Kevin Durant blocks some shots here and there, but overall, there is no defense on that team. And if you're putting Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis on the court at the same time, good luck. Because again, if you look at the Nets, their big three on paper sounds awesome. Those guys need the balls in their hand. The Lakers, Russell Westbrook averages a triple-double. LeBron James averages eight assists a game. Even Anthony Davis averages like three or four assists a game. Those guys can pass the ball, and they're more than okay with it. That's the difference to me right there. I think you just have a better overall team core, and... I'm taking the Lakers to win the championship next year. How many more years does LeBron have
1: legit, like competitiveness in him where he's like, you know,
0: it's hard to say because it's obviously a different sport. But you look at a guy like Tom Brady, Tom Brady is a quarterback who on his good, on a good day doesn't get hit. So he's not taking that big of a lump on his body. LeBron, on the other hand, is playing a sport where he's getting contact every night if he's playing. So you are going to wear down a little bit more. You're doing a lot more exertion in basketball, you're doing a lot more wear and tear on your knees by jumping and stuff like that. So you'd have to think it's going to be soon. But at the same time, he's worth so much fucking money. God knows what kind of money he's putting in his body. Billion he dollars. Is, he's taking care of himself. He's always been in great shape. He's actually leaned uh, down as he's gotten older, like toned up more. And I think he can keep going at a high level for a long time. I think if he's smart, he starts maybe taking some a little more rest in the regular season. Is this his 19th season you're coming into? It was 18? Uh, I think it was 18th last year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's he's legally an adult in the <laughs> NBA. <laughs> he has had a good run. 19 years he's coming into—that's crazy. But yeah, I to think, think just about. just ease yourself in. Don't try to play all 82 next year unless he's the kind of guy. A lot of people don't act like he's. They act like he has no competitive edge and shit like that. But I could see him being the kind of guy that goes, you know what, fuck you. I want to get the oldest MVP in NBA history. I don't I don't think anybody's older than him's ever won an M V P. No, no, he would be the oldest. So I could see him coming in to go and going, you know what, fuck it. I want to prove to everybody that I'm still the best player in the league. I think he really could do that. Could be interesting, but I I mean we were texting if back and smart, forth. I, I take it easy. Fuck the regular season, fuck an MVP, go get for those, the championships. Get those
1: uh get those colds that you have to sit out a couple games and you're not feeling the That's greatest, it. down with it, play just, once every five games just or whatever. the rest day. Yeah, could you imagine? Guys,
0: guys half his age are taking rest days, in the NBA LeBron can take <laughs> one if he wants. I'm interested. It's going to be a very interesting NBA season next year. Yeah, I can't wait. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge NBA fan, as you guys know, so I'm looking forward to it. Again, Russell Westbrook probably being traded to the Lakers. Huge news. Um, another guy that got traded, Ricky Rubio, was traded for Toreen Prince to the Cavaliers. So if you're listening and you're a Cavs fan, we're going to have a new player in town next year for you. So what does that do for our team? Uh, to me, he's just assuming we don't trade any of our current guards. Ricky Rubio will be our sixth man. He'll be coming off the bench. He'll be part of the second rotation. Maybe not necessarily sixth man, but he'll be coming off the bench for sure. Um, I just think good leader, good veteran can come in and help help teach Darius Garland and Colin Sexton how to actually play point guard in the NBA because mm-hmm. those two haven't really had a good mentor for that. They've had Delhi, and that's not doing it for me, as you guys all well know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's a decent little trade. I mean, I like Toreen Prince. I kind of would have rather kept him because if he's a little younger, um, a little more versatile player than Ricky Rubio, but if they're doing it for some sort of leadership. Maybe this is something they worked out with Kevin Love to, to kind of get him to be a little more motivated. I don't know. Cause I know they played together in Minnesota. I don't know how the relationship is. Sure. I don't even know if they're friends. Kevin Love hasn't been in Minnesota in a long time. So fuck if he I do He hasn't I know.
1: been in Cleveland a long time either. It's, it's weird. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's been in Cleveland <laughs> He's just, hanging out in locker room. Just, he's living a better life than all of us. <laughs> um, but with that being said, we have the NBA draft starting up again in, in about 45 minutes and the number one pick Detroit Pistons. Actually, we haven't done a show since the draft lottery was announced. So our Cleveland Cavaliers are picking third unless they decide to trade out, which is a hot rumor. I hope they don't. Uh, we'll get into that here in a second, but yeah, with the number one overall pick, the Detroit Pistons are expected to take Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma state. Good pick. Clearly, the number one player in the draft, a lot of interest from a lot of teams, is my understanding. the uh, The Pistons' phones were ringing off the hook. Everyone wanted to trade for him, but obviously, the Pistons continuously said, "No, we want him." I think they already committed to it. If someone, yeah, I saw it. that. Yeah. Just, there's a report that said Pistons to take him. Yeah,
1: and then we got Jalen Green's. The I would assume the number two pick going to Houston. Uh, yeah, that's I've, another I've heard... one. That's
0: it's not locked in. In it's not set in stone. But the 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 favorite in Vegas is for uh, Jalen Green to be the number two pick. I mean, I would, if he fell to us, I would love Jalen Green in Cleveland, you know, but yeah, I mean, he's a great player and all, but for me, i I just don't want, I don't want to keep going after these small guards and not, not that he's small, but just, you have, you're going to have too many guards. You just can't play them all at the same time. So it's really going to make things difficult for an already struggling general manager and Kobe Altman. In my opinion, I'm not a Kobe Altman fan. Um, I think he's done more harm than good to the team. So, Him taking green, I think just makes his job even more difficult. Mm. So I'm kind of hoping that he goes number two to Houston, just so he's not even a thought. Um, With that being said, number three Cavaliers, my money, if it was me, I'm going Evan Mobley. I think he's a really good, versatile big man. He is seven foot tall. He played center at USC, but he can do a little bit of everything. He can shoot, he can dribble. So I think if you put him at the four, you put uh, Jared Allen, they're expected to keep. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Jared Allen starting at the five, then you have uh, Isaac Okoro at the three, and then Garland and Sexton are your, is your backcourt. I like that starting five. Mm-hmm. Personally, you're young for the most part. Jared Allen's still really young, but he's also technically a veteran. He's been in the league for like three or four years. So, I mean, that's a damn good team. Yeah, and he showed a lot of promise last year too. Absolutely. The, the Cavs loved him. He worked well with J.B. Bickerstaff. He seemed to have been a huge – he was a huge piece to the trade that got him here. Obviously, we traded Torian Prince already, so he wasn't the the focal point. But uh, the only thing, though, is that Jared Allen is about to become a restricted free agent. A restricted free agent in the NBA means a team can offer him a contract, he can accept it, and the Cavs would then have to match it if they want to keep him. Or he goes to that other team. So there's a hot rumor going around that the Toronto Raptors are very interested in Jared Allen, and they might make him a very lucrative deal, that the Cavs are going to be kind of hard-pressed to match. Might be a little too rich. So, this could kind of be the situation like Carlos Boozer, except we released Carlos Boozer to re-sign him to a better contract, and he, he screwed us. This one, he's a free agent. Jared Allen can do whatever the fuck he wants. So, right. we hope he stays. We hope the Raptors don't offer him a crazy deal. But the Cavs are inclined, or if, if they're inclined, they could match it.
1: We have also taking um, Mobley at three. Would it kind of help with a loss if they did lose him? Kind of, I right. guess, with Absolutely, your that's the other thing, so- too,
0: is then... You lose a seven footer and you keep a seven you bring a seven footer back in. So
1: So my, my, my biggest question is so is is Bickerstaff still your, your coach? Is, is is he someone who's losing the team? I
0: mean do you think that no, he has no. a team to or to me, JB Bickerstaff, I think the, the team loves him. I yeah. think it's just literally we had way too many injuries and no no talent on the roster. Basically if you lose anyone out of your starting five, right. you're fucked. And we did we did that and then some. We were starting guys that we had to sign to ten day contracts. It was shit. I can't hold that against J.B. Bickerstaff. I mean, you're put in that kind of situation.
1: I noticed how your starting lineup, you didn't have Kevin Love in your starting lineup. No, he'll be coming
0: off the bench for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: No starter left in him?
0: Um, No, I don't think so. I think also he wants to, I think the Cavs want to keep him preserved as much as they can so they yeah. can dump that contract. And I think by keeping him on the bench, letting him come off the bench and score, because if he gets traded to a contender, he's probably going to be a bench player for them. So it's kind of good to show that he can step into that role and do it. And I do think the Cavs are just going to go young. Maybe he does start over Mobley if they take him. But that's, again, if we keep if we lose Jared Allen, Mobley's your center. Kevin Love would be right. the four, assuming they're all still on the roster. Um, but if we keep Kevin Love and we keep Jared Allen, then, yeah, I, I just see Kevin Love coming off the bench. Interesting, yeah. I guess I didn't even think about that. But, you know, you're right. That probably would work better, and you're but right. It, it, could, it would show. They could then keep make Mobley the, uh, the guy on the bench because when Jared Allen needs to come out for a rest... You then don't lose that size. Right. And that would hurt a lot of teams because you're going against two seven footers. That doesn't happen often in, the, often in the NBA, but I really do just think Kevin Love's gone. So his days are numbered. I don't expect them to really keep him in the starting five years. Co-
1: how many years do you loved in his contract? I guess two, two if I'm not mistaken. Okay.
0: So the years are getting shorter, making him more tradable. I think the Cavs obviously would love to probably get rid of him before the season starts, but easier said than done, um, especially with his health issues and stuff like that. So. Again, I think the Cavs kind of baby him. They kind of keep him safe, if you will, and they try to move on. Right.
1: So, if you had to pick, who would be your second pick if you could not get Mobley in this draft?
0: Um, I would go Suggs. Suggs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that was the but again uh, that that's like the the Jalen Green situation to put you in that tough spot. Sure. Of how many guards can you have? Do especially? you
1: take Do you take Suggs or Green, and you end up training Colin Sexton then because you don't want to keep too many guards back there? And yeah. You can get what you can get for Colin
0: Sexton. Yeah, I would do that because Colin Sexton's on his way to get a max contract. And if I'm looking at it, I'm saying, fuck it. I'll just stay young and cheap, and I can have Darius Garland with, I think, two years left till he's due a new contract. Yeah, And then Ricky Rubio's cheap, coming off the bench. And then if you take Suggs, there's another cheap guy coming in on his new rookie deal. So you'd be in pretty good shape there and financially. You could probably get a nice, future. decent
1: haul for Sexton anyway. Yeah,
0: from what I hear, a lot of teams are interested in Sexton. I don't think it would blow anybody away, because right. I think we're a little... Not biased, but I think we're just we see Colin Sexton for for what he is for the Cavs. We don't see him from an outsider's perspective of he's just the best player on a bad team. Right, he's the best scorer on a team that doesn't have a lot of people that can score. On any other team, he's probably coming off the bench. You know, limited minutes, maybe twenty minutes a night, if that, give or take. Um, could be dynamic in that role. He to me hasn't been the defensive presence that he was expected to be when we drafted him. Um, he has improved drastically in his offense. I'll give him that. He could, yeah. He was a horrible shooter when he got drafted, and he's really got himself a pretty nice three ball. Um, other than that, yeah, he can go. <laughs> I like him, but, yeah, he's very expendable to me.
1: So That's why I was thinking tonight, because, you know, the, the Cavs aren't – they want to – I heard a rumor they want to try to get back into the first round to get another pick.
0: They want, from what I heard, they are – adamant on getting another top 10 pick yeah they want to go back into the top so 10. i'm wondering if they is, would use a
1: colin sexton in that kind of trade to get back in. what the... i heard
0: is that getting back into the top 10 is crazy expensive um like because they look at this draft class is pretty deep it is it's so loaded. i don't think the Cavs have enough assets to get back into the top 10 because i really don't even think colin sexton alone gets you a top 10 pick right We don't have much else to offer. Kevin Love and Colin Sexton get you back in the top 10. Show me one team. If if a team in the top 10 does that (laughs) trade, they will continue to be in the top 10 for the foreseeable future. I'm just throwing out weird ass (laughs) scenarios right now. Yeah. No, the only team realistically, the only team that could afford to get out of the top 10, in my opinion, would be the warriors. And that's just because a, they have the 14th pick also. And B they have a good enough team right now to where this pick is just kind of,
1: yeah, they all come back healthy next year. They're yeah. Everyone's got
0: clay. Thompson's coming back. You know, you still have James Wiseman going into his second year. You have Curry coming back, Draymond Green, um, Andrew Wiggins, and then you have the seventh overall pick to kind of fuck around with. If you want to make yourself get another superstar player, maybe not – we won't call Colin Sexton a superstar, but, yeah, you can get a dynamic player. I don't know if the Warriors would really be interested in Colin Sexton. He does kind of fit them yeah. because imagine him actually playing defense with Steve Kerr would be nice, but I just can't see them doing that because you also – you want a good backup for Steph Curry – I think Sexton's a little too good of a backup for Steph Curry. So if that makes sense, it's hard to explain that. No, I I mean, I get what you're saying. You don't want him to come in and all of a sudden Colin Sexton scores 10 straight points, but you're like, fuck you, you got to come out. It's Curry's Curry's time. Yeah. So it's something like that where you don't want a guy that's that good. So he doesn't really fit to me to Golden State, but they'd be really the only team I can think of in the top 10 that would be Willing to part with their pick and where it would make sense from a team standpoint. Either way, I'm I'm curious to see if they try something tonight, you know, and, and try to get yeah, rid of something. Speaking of trades for top ten picks, the Philadelphia 76ers must be the, the Oh my god, front office must be smoking crack. No bullshit. The I crack, saw that trade off the crack in the Liberty Bell is not the only crack getting used in Philadelphia. <laughs> because they are asking teams for a fucking King's Ransom for Ben Simmons. That's right. The, I can't shoot more than 15 feet away from the basket, Ben Simmons. The, I'm literally afraid to shoot a three-pointer, Ben Simmons. Did you see the offer they, they offered the Warriors? I saw the Warriors. I saw what they asked for from the Spurs. I saw what they asked for from the Raptors. And it is absurd. The Spurs, it was like they want to swap. They want four draft picks, swap three picks, some young players. The Spurs hung up the phone. The Raptors, they asked for Kyle Lowry, uh, Fred Van Fleet, O.J., abenayo however you say it and the number four overall pick that's it that's a bargain right and then they asked the warriors for andrew wiggins james wiseman the seventh overall pick the 14th overall pick and future draft picks and two future first round picks yeah just for ben simmons to join the six someone uh, retweeted that
1: and said i wonder if they asked for the 2017 championship too
0: they probably did that's insane i mean I get it from Philadelphia standpoint because they're looking at it and saying, you guys have a really good fucking roster. Ben Simmons on your team makes you w- easily one of the favorites in the NBA to get a championship. So you can kind of afford to give us a lot because if you want a championship, it's going to cost you a lot. The other teams don't get me wrong. Kyle Lowry's like 35. Now he's not, he's right. not really, he's not a, a killer anymore. Like he used to be when he, he wasn't even that good when he played against LeBron. That's the only way I really know of him. We used to beat the shit out of the Raptors every year. Kyle Lowry was a part of that. Good player way past his prime, doesn't do much. Uh Fred Van Fleet is very undersized. I think he kind of just he he pulled a Matthew vadova mm. when the Raptors won their championship. I think as a standalone player without Kawhi, like this year, they're picking fourth with Fred Van Fleet on the team. I think that goes to show you the kind of player that he really is. Good, not great. Uh OJ Abinayo, however you say it, good player, not great. Number four overall pick though. Great. You can get a really good player for that. So I think the Raptors, there's why would you really have interest in Ben Simmons if, if you're the Raptors, in my opinion? Right. I would have none. Uh, same same thing with the Spurs, if I'm being honest. Why the fuck would the Spurs want him? Spurs are in a rebuild. Greg Popovich isn't getting any older or younger. Uh, what does Ben Simmons really do for you? Nothing. It makes Unless you're... you just try to get him for whatever you can, because you're going to then trade him later. Right. That I could understand. But even then, uh, excuse me, I'm not giving up too much. That's fucking outrageous. to get Or the Sixers the really finger. don't
1: want to get rid of Ben Simmons and are making this ridiculous offers. Well, out the there.
0: rumors, that's, that's the interesting point is it seems like that. It <clears throat> seems like they're saying, hey, we're going to make these crazy offers to prove we don't really want to lose him. However, there's more than enough rumors I've seen that say it's not a, a question of if he gets traded. It's a question of when. It's set in stone. They're, they, those two cannot mend their their relationship. Yeah. So he's gone. But it does make you wonder, why the fuck are they asking for something so outrageous for him then? If they really want him gone, you're not doing yourself any favors to get rid of him. Maybe I'm not this saying... first round of ridiculous asks to see if anybody is stupid enough to take it. Like, Ben Simmons is a good player. He's an all-star. Is he an MVP player? No fucking way. He's a good defender. You know who is an MVP? James Harden. You know who the Sixers are trying to get a deal like? James Harden and the, Ra- or the Rockets trade. It's not going to fucking happen. Those are apples to oranges. Those players are not even on the same planet. Right. So... Sixers are fucking out there. I'm curious to see what happens in that situation because it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yes, yeah, so we were talking about the draft. Poor Ben Simmons. We have Evan Mobley as my, a projected pick. We didn't do a mock for the NBA draft. The NBA draft is a fucking nightmare. So we're not even going to pretend to do that. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, outside so the have... top
0: like fifteen players, like I have no idea what you're talking right. about. Right, and that's how it is because even then, even in the top ten, you're going to get a couple foreign guys that you've never heard yeah, of before. Yeah, they played. So you're gonna be like, yeah, the like fuck? Europe basketball or whatever. The, the only foreign player I ever really heard of was Luca. Luca Doni. He yeah. was he was the main foreign player that was actually talked about more than anybody. Um, other than that, though, yeah, it's pretty much you have your top five and then you have the field. Mm-hmm. So we'll do the top five here. That's pretty much all we're going to talk about. Evan Mobley is our projected number three pick. I think both of us. I think I speak for Kyle and yep. myself. Uh, Number four, the Raptors. They're projected by most mock drafts to take Jalen Suggs here. Yep, the guard from Gonzaga. Uh, Good pick for them. He's good. He's a good player. Nice nice young guard. He can score. Um, You know, was on a great Gonzaga team, so it's going to be interesting to see him by himself. But I think he is a very good player, and I really think you can't go wrong with this pick here. Number five. This is where you kind of get into some interesting spots of where people are going to be taking who. Most mock drafts I've seen have the Orlando magic taking Scotty Barnes, Florida from Florida forward from Florida state. I think you've probably seen the same thing. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody else in that. That fit spot. he realistically could even go number four. So it's not like saying he's at five. Isn't that far fetched? He's a pretty good player. Um, he's a good player. Not a great scorer. That's going to really need some work. But then again, most of these guys coming out of college in this day and age, you don't, we don't have that LeBron. We don't have that Carmelo coming out anymore. Guys are good. But I, we haven't really seen that superstar player in a long time uh, That that isn't going top five. Right. You know what I mean? So picking here at five, Scotty Barnes, good player. It's a gamble. Needs some work. The Magic are a bad team. They need a lot of work. So I think Scotty Barnes helps. Gives you some size. He can realistically, he can defend all five positions on the court. So that's really good for the Magic. You get yourself a, a really good player here. So I'm happy if I'm Orlando and I walk away with Scotty Barnes.
1: And then after that, it kind of just tapers off a little bit (laughs) and then yeah so then
0: i mean what do we have for for picks i gotta get the list here we have the sixth overall pick the thunder picking again seven we have golden state they got this pick from the timberwolves uh number eight the magic are up again so they have two picks in the top 10 i forgot about that so that's good for them the sacramento kings pick ninth and the memphis grizzlies pick 10th so that'll round out your top 10 it's really all you need to worry about i mean look right here you have the Grizzlies taking Josh Giddy, guard from the Adelaide 36ers of Australia. Oh, that was a How good team. How much do you know about him? It a good team. Exactly. They went to the uh, Outback uh, finals. Yeah. It was great. Um, <laughs> no idea. Here's another one. The Kings are expected to take Alperin Singun, a forward center out of Basictus Turkey. Who the fuck? I've never heard of this. Oh, like, yeah. Who knows anything? So only worry about the top five. That's all I give a fuck about. Um, yeah, I'll pretty much only care about the top five and who the Warriors pick because I hate the fucking Warriors still and I want them to fail. So I'll care about the number seven pick. I'll probably go online and trash it because that's just the kind of person that I am. It, it They could end up getting Evan Mobley at seven somehow and I'll trash the pick only because he goes to Golden State. I love him right now, but if he goes to Golden State, I'll talk about how shitty he is, how he's not NBA ready. Oh, you'll fucking hear it. Um, Next very, up.
1: Very passionate, aren't you? 100%. <laughs>
0: I, when I hate something, I hate something. You're committed to the cause. I like that. All right. So we did a finals recap. We talked a little bit about the draft tonight. Speaking of drafts, the Major League Baseball draft was just over All-Star Weekend. And first time ever, they televised the whole thing on ESPN. Like, did you stay awake for the whole thing? I watched a little bit. We actually were at Olive Garden, so I was checking my phone to see the picks for a while. Um, I it,
1: think, was it was interesting. I think cool. the Indians drafted, what, one one pitcher?
0: Yeah. Actually, they drafted all but one pitcher. (laughs) They went all in on pitching. So I think the Indians had like 20 draft picks. 19 of them were pitchers. 19 were pitchers. That's insane. I mean, it's kind of smart. The way I've thought about it is from an analytical standpoint, and that's how the Indians think. The Indians are. I'll give them credit. They're really good at creating pitchers. So some of their offensive players haven't really panned out. You You traded for, I should say, Matt Laporta. He was your number one sought after guy when you traded away Sabathia sucked a uh, friend of mine, kind of met him a few times. He was a really nice, dude. Trevor Crow. First round pick sucked. Hate to say it wasn't a good baseball player. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's little things like that. The Indians have not been known for drafting offense, but pitching, they knock it out of the park. So if you take 19 fucking pitchers, a couple of them have to pan out, right? you're going to get a couple good ones and you can trade then bait. flip them yeah. for proven players. That's kind of how I think the Indians are approaching this. It's, fuck it, we're going to make all these guys for trade bait, and that's how we're going to get talent, because we don't have to worry about scouting ourselves. These kids that have never played at this level, we'll just trade them from you, or take yeah. them from you. So, interesting concept. Um, it was fun, though. I liked seeing the MLB draft on TV. I will say that the time in between the picks was a little too long for baseball. That that length can be used for NBA and and. NFL, because your your fans are already in, invested and interested, and if you're watching the draft, you're usually a pretty decent college fan, so you know most of the players. Whereas baseball, you're getting guys drafted out of high school, shit like that. It's just so I think it was a little too much I'm gonna play, time the, I'm gonna play the ignorant
1: card here. I wish Greg was here because I know probably mm-hmm. Greg would give me the lesson on the whiteboard right now. Sure. But so you draft a kid out of high school. He's in high school. Does he have the choice to commit to
0: the the team or go to college? Because they basically own the rights to that player, right? Yeah, but they can refuse to sign a contract, and then they can go to college, and then they get drafted again in a couple of years. Like, if I'm not mistaken, the Indians drafted Tim Lincecum in the year before he got drafted by the Giants because he wasn't very good. So the Indians got him in, like, the fucking—I forgot. You'd have to look it up, but it was, like, a late round. Mm-hmm. He was, wasn't going to make any money, etc. He turned the contract down, went to school— and then he got drafted by the Giants, I think, in the first round that next year because he played well and got drafted again. Okay, so that's how baseball works. So they there can are...
1: decide to not sign yes. with you if you're a, okay. if you're a
0: high school kid. You can completely say, "I'm not going pro. I'm going to college," and then you can maybe get drafted again in a couple of years.
1: So realistically, as an 18 year old high school senior, you get drafted by an MLB team. You could have a nice contract in your pocket right then, right?
0: Yeah, depending. I mean, most kids you're getting you're starting off. If you're not a first round pick, you're not really getting a signing bonus that, to that's that great. So then you're stuck in the minors making shit money for a while. So it is kind of one of those decisions where you're like, I didn't get drafted high enough. I want more money. I'm going to play. I think I can improve my draft stock and make more money next year. Yeah. So then people sit out. Interesting. It's it's like the the MLB draft has always been like the. Oh, it's crazy. The I mean, weirdest think about it. one could, ever. You could, if you don't offer a guy enough money and keep him happy, you could essentially use a first round pick on a guy that says, nah, yeah, no fuck thanks. you. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's pretty interesting. If I'm not mistaken, I have to look it up. Um, think mike trout did that or maybe i'm wrong i gotta i'll look it up while we're talking but yes yeah, so the mlb trade deadline is actually happening tomorrow lots of twitter stuff's going a on a lot of stuff going on in that too it's it's crazy because again we'll never see these things happening again these these same times we'll never see the nba draft happening on the same on the eve of uh MLB free uh, trade deadline and then NFL training camp started up yesterday. So it's fucking wild time in, in 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 sports and the MLB trade deadline is starting off with a bang. You have the Indians were one of the first teams to make a move. They have traded Cesar Hernandez, a gold glove winning second baseman who's off to his best home run start in his career. 18 home runs this year, batting 230 something and one of our best offensive players easily and he had a player option for next year, so it's not like he was a rental. The Chicago White Sox traded away, I don't even remember his fucking name. A double-A pitcher. A double-A left-handed pitcher who, yep. if I'm not mistaken, don't get me wrong, the Indians, no pitching, but he comes with a really bad scouting report. So, we'll see what happens with that. But the Indians were one of the first teams to make a trade. And again, didn't even make that much of a of a dip. And then, uh, okay, so I was wrong. No, Mike Trout was, was drafted by the... Uh, the Angels, so that's my fault. But yeah, there are weird things in baseball. Like obviously, he wasn't a good example because it didn't happen to him. But yeah, there are times where players will just not sign with the team and go back to school. It's like the like
1: NFL that. draft's the best draft to watch. Yeah, and then M- M- NBA you watch for the first
0: NBA half hour. I, I watch about the
1: first. Ten picks, and yeah. I'm yeah, and then MLB—it's like it get lost in the shuffle because it's yeah. Just weird. I mean, MLB—they try. I was going to talk about NHL because who the fuck watches that anyways? Yeah, but. nobody does.
0: <laughs> the, the, uh, MLB though, they did a really good job this year putting it on TV. They just do need to do—they need to do a little more promoting and a little more. You have to get these players' names out there because for my, for me, I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone. I don't know any of these kids that got drafted. For did the you Google part. any of them that were 100 yeah. yeah, before it started, I was looking up mock drafts. I was looking up players. I was doing a lot of research before it because. If I'm going to watch it, I want to know what I'm watching. Sure. So I just think baseball could do a little bit more of that. But at the same time, it's hard. What are they going to do? Play high school games on ESPN all the time? Are you really going to watch those? Although if there's, you know, five-star recruits or if they think it's the next Mike Trout, some kid playing in high school, play a couple games. I'll watch. They you should guys, bring them together
1: like they do the uh, the all star team in uh, college football. Bring yeah whatever all stars like for the baseball bowl week yeah, or something. Exactly, like, do it's something senior, like that. But with baseball, a senior World Series or something. I would watch you know? that.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, back to the trades in Major League Baseball, there were some blockbusters today. Uh, Chris Bryant was just dealt from the Cubs to the Yankees. No Rizzo, or uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Anthony Rizzo. I'm sorry. That'd be bigger if Chris Bryant was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I was talking to my buddies about him and the Mets and shit earlier. So that got, (laughs) I lost my train of thought. Uh, you have Max Scherzer traded from the Washington nationals to the San Diego Padres, big get huge get. They're going after an ace. You have, um, there's a lot of rumors. I'm not sure where he'll end up, but there were some rumors of Kyle Schwarber being traded from the nationals. One of the teams, what a year he's had this year. He's heard again. They'll go figure one of the teams linked to him were the Yankees, but the Yankees have made multiple trades for, for bats. So I think they might be out of the running. But uh, it's a it's a crazy move though. I wanted to start with the Yankees because they're making a lot of trades. However, they are 10 games out of first... Well, they're 9 games technically out of first place. But they have 10 less wins than the Boston Red Sox in first place. And even 8 less wins than the, the Tampa Bay Rays. I get it. There's a wild card to go after. But still, 8 to 10 games out and... I mean, getting that second wild card spot is very doable, because the Indians are a few games behind the, the Yankees at the moment, and the Athletics are only a few games ahead of the Yankees at the moment. So it's definitely still there to get a the wild card spot. So I understand what the Yankees are doing. However, just a crazy thing because you're only going after batting. Unless they have some more shit in the works, they they need pitching. The Yankees pitching is what's holding them back, not the offense. So getting uh, Joey Gallo, getting Anthony Rizzo, great gets if you're playing a video game. But in real life, when you need some pitching, you need to get into the playoffs. You need a bullpen, all this and that. I'm not a fan of what the Yankees are doing right now. but Well, even
1: their their main bats this year aren't doing that well either. Stanton no. and, um, Stanton and Judge. Judge aren't doing yeah. that well. They're not having like typical seasons that they normally have.
0: No. I mean, I've always thought, I've said it before on here, I thought Aaron Judge is one of the most overrated baseball players I've ever seen in my sure. life. I I hold true to that. All or nothing with him, just like like basically. But I mean, you've got yourself a hell of a fight for the second wild card spot. I think it's almost safe to eliminate the Indians uh, soon. The Seattle Mariners have a better. I mean, technically, the, the Angels have a better record than the Indians. They have another win at least. The uh, the Mariners have a better record. They're battling for the second wild card spot.
1: They made a trade too. They got they got a pitcher.
0: Yeah, they got the the closer from the Rays, uh, Diego Castillo. Which think is it a help. It's a help for them. Yeah, so. that's huge. That's a big get. Then you have, uh, like I said, the Athletics have 57 wins for the second wild card spot, or for a wild card spot, I should say. So, yeah, it's safe to, in my opinion, eliminate the Indians. But the Yankees even, I mean, again, they're, they're not too far off, but still, that's some crazy trades for them to not get pitching. If you get into the postseason, that's great, but you really need pitching to, to do anything in the, in the postseason, and I don't think the Yankees have what it takes. Um, National League? The, like we said, the San Diego Padres have acquired Max Scherzer. Huge, huge trade. Um, San Diego Padres are a fun team to watch. If you haven't seen them yet, I recommend it. The San Diego Padres have a young, fun team, a young team that wins in arguably the most exciting division in baseball, the NL West. Yeah, I would agree. Because you have, I'm speaking so highly of the Padres. They're in third place because they're behind the Giants by five games. Well, six technically here. The Dodgers are ahead of the Padres, but that just goes to show you how great that division is. Um, The NL West is fun. It's competitive. I expect a lot of trades. Not a lot, because I think we get way too excited for the Major League Baseball trade deadline, almost like the football trade deadline. Not a lot really happens in the grand scheme of things. Some middle-of-the-pack players get traded, and you're kind of like, all right, that makes sense. Just another guy to start at second base for somebody. Nothing, Nothing crazy. Obviously, the Max Scherzer trade was huge. That's probably going to be the biggest trade, in my opinion. Uh, sticking with the
1: NL West, what's your thoughts on uh, Trevor Bauer?
0: Um, I mean, that's a tough situation or a tough like his, thing. His
1: leave keeps on getting extended while they're looking into whatever. Yeah, right I kind now. of
0: think that something needs to happen because I heard actually on the radio today, somebody brought up a really good point, and they said, why is Trevor Bauer not allowed to play? But Deshaun Watson's in training camp. And Deshaun Watson has 22 sexual allegation lawsuits against him right now actively. Trevor Bauer and them, they're just now, like, getting some information. That It's not even in court yet. Right. And he's still suspended, can't even play. But, again, Deshaun Watson has 22 sexual assault allegations against him. He's a training camp like nothing happened. Right, exactly. So it's kind of a weird situation to be in. And the fucked up thing is that the Trevor Bauer one, they're claiming to have more than enough evidence that everything was consensual and what what she's saying is a lie. She went back to him twice. Right. So it's not like the Deshaun Watson thing where they're saying he was inappropriate during a massage and they never went back. All different women. This was one girl that went to Trevor Bauer multiple times, claimed – they're claiming his legal team. They have a ton of evidence that she was demanding for hard, rough sex, beat me up, choke me, whatever, and now she's claiming assault on him. So it right. is a weird situation to be in because – I saw that
1: stuff come out, like, the first week that this was thrown out there. Like, he released, like, day one. Oh, yeah. Here's all my text messages back and forth with this woman. You decide what you want to, but here's her asking for it and stuff.
0: Yeah. And from my point of view, regardless of your thoughts on what other people do in the bedroom, it shouldn't ever go that way because you shouldn't have an opinion on what people do in the bedroom legally. Right. If she wants it rough and that's what they're into and they're doing it and she went back. Again, never forget this first part. She was trying to make it out like she had a horrible experience her first time. But then she went back. Mm-hmm. Why do you go back? That's, it's not like he found her and raped her and that's the accusation. That would be fucked up. That's a totally different situation.
1: She wanted that Tombstone pile driver. up. She off literally top.
0: was like, you know what? I think you could do better. <laughs> and she went back.
1: I didn't pass out quick enough. And
0: it sounds like he did. And now she's like, shit. So, I don't know. I hate to say it. I'm not trying to victim blame. This, to me, looks like a money grab. Right. This looks fake. Um, and I was I feel- actually friend of show Greg Sherwood. We we just talked about he he and I he texted me immediately when this was happening. Yeah. I could tell he and I were not seeing eye to eye because oh, he was boy. definitely on her side. And I'm just like, dude, she he went back twice. He's like, she he broke her skull. I'm like, well, if you read it, he's claiming how does why did your head hurt? Like I didn't do that. Like what are you talking about? So certain situations of what she was saying doesn't add up. But again, people are instantly ready to just say you're guilty. Guilty before proven innocent. In, in the new United States.
1: It, the new, it, it's just funny that, you know, Trevor Bauer is one of the most outspoken people yeah. um, against MLB, against a lot of things. And I'm not trying to go all conspiracy theory on this, but the timing of this is very auspicious to what was going on with with Trevor Bauer calling people out. Yeah. You know, it's just funny that... he is the king of talking shit. Just talking shit, talking shit, talking shit. All of a sudden, boom, this allegation. And guess what?
0: He's he's silent right now because he's being smart, obviously. Right. I think what's going to happen is, in my opinion, I think he's going to be acquitted of any charges.
1: And all hell is going to break loose. And then he is going to
0: let out a fucking reign of hell that you've never seen before he is the funniest when he gets going on shit and like you know what i, I think it's safe to say that his career in on the dodgers is done yeah from what I'm, my understanding is that his teammates and he didn't they didn't really get along anyway and now that this happened they're pretty much the rumor is that they're done with him they don't ever want to see him in in daughter's uniform again i take him back luckily, in the indians but luckily he signed that good contract that lets him do that so he's he can just go be a free agent next year and do yeah. whatever he wants yeah and again if he's found innocent on all this i don't think there's a team that could really hold this against him
1: i would take him on the indians
0: yeah i think i mean we wouldn't would. pay we, we wouldn't pay him yeah, what he's he wants want but... way too much money uh I, I still think he'll be able to go to a team like I hate to say it the yankees would take him in a heartbeat look at the they, they had no problem getting a, a role as chapman no right, problems at all right right um Who's the other pitcher that he got suspended for uh, beating his wife? I think they've had two, haven't they? Oh, who was the other one? Trapman and so I forget who the other person was. Well, you're right. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. As long but, as you
1: shave your beard, you're okay in the yeah, Yankees. Yeah, just
0: no facial hair. And I think Trevor Bauer can abide by that. Then again, maybe that's where he comes in stirring the pot. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, all, all kidding aside, yeah, I, personally, I think Trevor Bauer, this is just really an invasion of privacy of two people in their bedroom. And I think he's being judged off what a kink they're into. And I don't think that should ever be anybody's Thing, unless it's something illegal like the guy uh army hammer that guy that was biting women and acting like a cannibal that's too far yeah, i agree sure, with that one sure if a girl wants a little bit of rough sex and she's she wants it that's your guys's thing
1: well i've always heard these rumors about trevor bauer back when he's played in cleveland that you know he would date women and tell them i'm not just dating you yeah. and you're gonna sign this non-disclosure yeah. agreement right now
0: because you're gonna be okay with that it's it's almost like he he's like kind of on the spectrum almost of, like, I don't know what it's called, like, the retardation. I don't want to, like, be inappropriate, whatever the word is. He's on the spectrum, I think, in a way of, like, he's so outspoken and blunt that it's almost like he has, like, Asperger's or something like that. He has no filter. He has no filter, but, like, worse than a normal person should have. (laughs) Yeah. He is just the most outright, just blunt, tells you exactly what he feels kind of person, so maybe there is something to that. Maybe he is, like, on the spectrum or something. I don't know, but it just, it seems like it's an Asperger type of thing. So... I think he's just he, he the reason he's not coming out and deny or saying anything right now is because he knows the truth is going to stand because he's very honest and upfront about everything. Yep. So there's nothing this woman can pull that's going to make him look bad. He knows everything was discussed yep. and taken care of. So when so it comes out he's so that it's, he's acquitted,
1: and then he's going to open up fury. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I just think that he's so open and blunt. I just
1: you've, you you hear he keeps on getting extended, but you haven't heard anything new since nothing. it started. It's all the same shit. You the only know?
0: thing I heard from when I read the other day, and I, I'll admit I briefly skimmed the article, was something that her lawyer presented some new evidence the night before it was starting. So that's why they had to ask for an extension the last time because they were like, well, we need more time to look this over because we don't have enough time to like observe everything. Right. So that was the last one I read, if I'm not mistaken. That was from a few nights ago or whatever. But I don't know. From my point of view, I really don't think that they can – If if. a if, it's tough because, I mean, on paper, sure, it's he's assaulting a woman, but it's consenting adults that are into that kind of thing in the bedroom. Like, would you arrest a husband for if he, he and his wife wore leather and smacked each other with whips? Technically, it's, a, it's abuse. If I did that in my front lawn, I'm going to jail. You do it in the bedroom, it's totally fine. That's kind of how this works. So it's one of those things of, like, you can't be judge and jury of a guy for what he's doing in the bedroom with a willing participant.
1: Right. I agree. I agree. You know? I'd be curious to see what happens.
0: So it's a weird spot for baseball to be in. And obviously baseball's as American as apple pie and old school. And they used to be at least very like, you know, diehard American. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like something that they would be into knowing that Trevor Bauer does this. So they're probably pretty pissed about that. You know what? Baseball's not
1: though. They're not very diehard native American though. Not to transition into that. And they also really don't like to discipline people. I ask the (laughs) Houston
0: Astros. So I also think Trevor Bauer will be just fine. But, uh, yeah, we're a, little, we're a week late, but the Cleveland Indians
1: are no more. No, it's sad.
0: At the end of this season, they will officially be transitioning into the Cleveland Guardians, which is a fine name. It's fine. It's not exciting. It's going to take some getting used to. I mean, in five years, we'll probably just be used to calling them the Guardians at that point, the and guards. it's no big deal. Personally, I, I think I said it on here when it first happened, I would have preferred the Spiders. I like the Spiders. I think you could do a lot more with the logo. Um it's actual history for the Cleveland uh, uh, a Cleveland baseball team. I know sure. they were the Negro League team. It's not Major League Baseball, so it's not the same. But there's history. Again, I just think they could have done something cool with a spider for the hat and like jersey and shit like that. The merchandise would have been a lot cooler. Guardians, I think with the right uh, art department, you could have some really cool ideas. The Indians did not hire that correct <laughs> art department, and that's putting it nicely. It looked like it was drawn by a fucking second grade talent competition. The logo and since we're we're on radio here, let me paint a picture for you. It's a baseball with wings. Oh, I like it so far. With a G written over it oh. that kind of looks like the handicap logo on a handicap sign. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And it's even it's not even done in a cool masculine way it's done in a cartoon second grade cheesy way it looks like shit i hate <laughs> it i couldn't have been fucking more pissed when i saw it i
1: thought that it was a joke like i thought it was just someone's like I didn't, fan yeah, art. i didn't
0: believe it I, I was like okay where's where's the real and um, then you see it
1: being released by the indians page yeah and it was it's weird fucking horrible hate it how do you not incorporate the actual guardians which are right outside your fucking stadium to in some in some type of logo
0: and i'm wondering part of me is wondering are they that worried that like they're going to be called sexist if they make the logo a big guardian because they're going to say well you don't have a woman logo or something you know what i mean Uh, part of me was trying to think of excuses and trying to think of like maybe why wouldn't they go with like a face of something like maybe they're they're just so anti-faces because of Chief Wahoo that they don't ever want to go like, back. Like, are we going to gonna
1: offend some other tribe person because yeah. the Guardians look like that?
0: They're going to... The stone people? They're going to uh, upset a, a group of people that adopt children. They're just a bunch of legal Guardians, and they're not happy with the picture. Well,
1: have you seen the story going around Cleveland of the uh, roller derby team that's called the Cleveland Guardians? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing uh
1: they either forgot to trademark that correctly, or yeah, or
0: Cleveland Indians just, just don't bought fucking it out care. Two hundred dollars, and that's all it's <laughs> worth anyway. But uh yeah, I'm not a big fan of the name. I well, they said they pulled it.
1: They pulled over forty thousand people.
0: Yeah, the fuck they did, because I've seen fifty thousand people hate
1: the name. I, I've seen I, they said they pulled over forty thousand people and talked and head out like what. 1,000 or 1,200, 1,500 names out there. I would love to know what the other 1,499
0: names were. Right. Uh, from my point of view, on everything I've seen on social media, etc. I'm not even kidding you here. I would say maybe 1% of the people like the name. And I would say even less like the logo. So that's what's baffling to me is that the Cleveland Indians sat down as an organization. They brainstormed this with... People at the highest level, people making a ton of money, specifically to get this shit right, and that's what they came up with.
1: Uh, Pistons took Cade
0: Cunningham. That's yeah, I got it on. I got okay, an ESPN cool. right now all on cool. my computer. That was a uh, who saw that coming, Cade Cunningham. But uh, all seriousness though, I hate the I hate the logo more than anything. That makes me hate the name even more. I think. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't. I'm not a. F- I'm,
0: I don't care about the name that much. To be honest, I think Guardians is fine. Sure. But if you make a really cool logo, I really would like the logo or the the, the name better. I would really like it if you had something awesome combined with it.
1: You just prevented a lot of people from buying merchandise right. to your team. Like by having me that.
0: personally like they're using a G, which my last name's George. I wear a hat that says JG. You think I'd be all over that. If they made a cooler fucking logo, I would think about it, but that logo as it stands, not interested in that at all. Right. It just sucks. It's really not cool looking. It's it just it looks like a triple A team, maybe even a double A team. It just doesn't look like a professional sports logo. And they need to fucking fix that ASAP. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you.
1: I'm hoping they have a reconsideration. Uh, they and they should. I don't know. They could probably do it smoothly too, and say, yeah. "Here's our alternative logos, and slide and then them slowly into." Turns
0: into your everyday logo because right. it's, it's just bad. I don't want to buy any merchandise. I I actually have tickets to go to a game in August, and I plan on wearing my Chief Wahoo. Oh, how dare you! I wonder if oh, they're going to stop people from wearing that. No, once. I don't think they can. They still let people do it. Yeah, I'll forever wear a Chief Wahoo in there. Um. Yeah, so the MLB trade alliance happening. Again, the Indians are sellers if you're an Indians fan. The really, obviously, you can just look up the standings and any of the competitive teams are the ones making moves. Like the Toronto Blue Jays just uh, acquired Brad Hand from the Nationals. The Nationals are a complete fire sale. Yeah, they're getting rid of everybody. Everyone's gone. So obviously Scherzer is gone. They Brad Hand is now gone. Uh, Kyle Schwarber is expected to be traded soon. I think the only person safe there is Juan Soto and Steven Strasburg, and that's only because Steven Strasburg just went on the uh, – he just got – I think he just had surgery or something. He's I done think he either. lives on the, uh, he does, the injury so that's reserve That's the only list. reason. he, Him and Juan Soto are the only two people you can't trade for, and one of them is literally cannot be traded for because he's hurt. Yeah, yeah. It's, so yeah, it's, he's always hurt. Should be some decent moves, but, again, I think the Max Scherzer trade might be the biggest blockbuster trade of the weekend, and that's about it. Tito Francona. This just happened literally before I hit record. Tito Francona is stepping down for the rest of the season, not forever, of the Indians. He is he hates the name Guardian so much he quit. He's done. <laughs> he said, fuck this, this logo sucks. I quit. He, he, he had that he had
1: that press conference where I shit you not, it sounded like someone had a gun to his head telling him to read off a card and right. how he supported it.
0: And you know, I, I I realistically I can't imagine that he's too happy with what's happening in the in the organization. I think I've said it before on here. I know I've talked to friends about it just one-on-one. I really think that if given a little bit more money, he's such a good manager, you're a, you're a World Series contender almost every year. Look at what he was doing with some of the Indians yeah. teams we had. Yeah. Even the 2000, 2016 team didn't deserve to be in the, in the World Series, though we made it because I think a lot of that had to do with, with Tito Francona. He's just a great manager. So for him to, to have all those great, successful years... He just yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, or the day before, whatever, just went into second place all time for winningest manager in Cleveland Indians history, which is an amazing accomplishment because it doesn't feel like he's been here that long when you think about it. But then when you look back, it's like, holy shit, he's been here long enough to be the second fucking most winning, the second winningest coach of our manager. When did he get here?
1: 2000. Was
0: it like 13 or something?
1: 12 or 13, I think.
0: But again, like even less than 10 years, less than 10 years. But when you think back on it, it, who's number one? No, uh, I think it's hard Hargrove, okay. Um, but yeah, I think he just moved into second place and he called it a year. So maybe he's done forever. We'll never know. Only time will tell. But at least for the rest of this year, which again, can't say I blame him. This team's done. We're, we're selling. We're not going anywhere. Uh, I don't blame him. If your health yeah. is an issue, because he's obviously always had health concerns and this dates back to last year, years prior. He's always had health concerns. So it's not like he's just leaving like Urban Meyer would do. I think he legitimately could use some time off and I'm okay with him doing it. And I wish Tito Francona nothing but the best. If if yesterday was his last game ever as a Cleveland Indian, I'm happy that he went out with a win. Right. So you know, yeah, thank, I you, hope, thank you I for everything Tito. I hope but... everything's good and I hope to see him back in the dugout next year. But, you know, never I thought he was never. retiring last year. I I hate to say it, but part of me thinks that, you know, he should have sometimes because you see him and it's just like, man, he doesn't look good. He doesn't sound great. He's constantly great. missing yeah. games because he's sick. He's got this. He's got that. And it's all like different things. It's not like one consistent issue. Like Urban Meyer has the heart issue. So whenever he wants to quit, he just says his heart's not working great. Yeah. Tito, it's like he's got this going on. He collapsed. He's doing this. He can't breathe. It's like, what the fuck? This poor guy. Just falling apart. So, you know, again, wish him nothing but the best. I hope everything works out. And uh, yesterday could have been the last time he ever managed a game in Cleveland. I'd be okay with it. He's given us. I lot. would do for what he, I don't see the Indians being a competitive team for the next few years, at least. And that's being generous because look at who's our best player. Jose Ramirez by far. Mm-hmm. Jose Ramirez. Isn't, isn't long for Cleveland. I don't think he's going to be here that much longer because we have to trade him. His contract's coming up. I think next year's is his last year. Vastly underpaid. He needs to go to another team or he will be going to another team. And the Indians are going to have to trade him to do so. So again, next year, you thought this year's bad as an Indians fan. They had a good half. First half of the year, I'll give them credit. They played way out of their minds. They played way better than I expected. I know we started this year off. We did a baseball preview. I picked the Indians to finish third or fourth in the division. They're currently sitting second. However, quick look at the standings Well, nobody
1: saw Minnesota shit in the bed like that. Right.
0: Minnesota was terrible. So I think Minnesota and Chicago were the one and two no-brainer picks from just about everybody. However... The Tigers and Royals are actually playing better than the Twins, but the Tigers are only one game behind the Indians in the win win column. I'll do that, because there's been a lot of rain delays and shit like that, and game numbers are all fucking screwy. So, the Indians are 50 and 49. Tigers are 49 and 55. Royals are 45 and 56. So... These teams really aren't that far behind the Indians, and I don't expect the Indians to get any better. No. So, so there is only still a matter a, of time that they there drop There is still down. a good chance the Indians are going to be finishing in third or fourth place, as I predicted. Yeah. Just not in the order that I predicted, because I thought the Tigers were going to be worse than even how the Twins are playing right now. Right. But the Twins are in the basement. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, again, shout out to Tito Francona. Uh that is somebody was texting a baseball trade but doesn't make a lot of sense because i thought i thought max scherzer's already confirmed to go to the padres and now they're they're texting that the dodgers are close to getting max scherzer and trey turner
1: i thought the padres deal was done i
0: thought so too but maybe it's not so i guess we'll wait and see maybe max scherzer's oh not. shit is that real you just saw that yeah
1: so breaking this is from jeff passan Okay. Dodgers are making significant progress on a deal that would send them star right-hander Max Serger and short star shortstop Trey Turner from the Nationals for a prospect-laden return, sources tell ESPN.
0: Yeah, that trade goes through. Go what ahead and start a, making a, those Dodgers wins right now for the back-to-back. Because nobody's beating swerve. the fucking Dodgers. Damn, wow, I really thought that Scherzer to the Padres was a lock, but apparently it's, it wasn't. Wow. I guess
1: they got wind of that
0: and said, no, 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 no. They said we could top that holy shit that'd be huge that would be honestly that'd be huge but again that takes us right back to how fucking awesome the uh, nl west is we were just talking about Ah damn they're not messing around so that's some breaking news that i just saw sorry to interrupt everybody with that but uh we got to
1: announce breaking news uh seeing what jalen green to Jaylen the
0: green uh, official number two the calves are on the clock uh i would watch live but i think that's very illegal so yeah, I we might do get that. shut down yeah <laughs> i don't want to don't want to do anything like that i especially if i'm not fucking with espn and mickey mouse there's no way i'm doing that uh Russell Westbrook official. That's the that trades official. I believe so. I don't... The Washington wizards have agreed to trade Russell Westbrook, a 2024 second round pick 2028 second round pick to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma, Kentavious Caldwell, Pope Montrezl Harrell, and the number 22 pick tonight. So three players, one pick for Russell Westbrook. That's crazy. And great for LeBron James. You guys know where I stand. I'm not a Michael Jordan hater in the slightest bit. He was my favorite player growing up. Just after watching both, LeBron James, to me, is the greatest basketball player I've ever seen step on a court. I love him. He got me a championship, so I love him even more for that. He's from Akron, which is 45 minutes away, so that's also awesome. I can't imagine a Clevelander, this is my personal opinion, I can't imagine a person that lives in Northeast Ohio, Cleveland, surrounding areas, not loving LeBron James. I really can't. I don't get it. It really doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, especially to say that to, to love Michael Jordan better. If you don't care about basketball, so you don't care about LeBron totally get it. If you love basketball or even like basketball and you hate LeBron and love Michael Jordan, I don't understand that as an Ohioan, but for me personally, as just a basketball fan, LeBron's the best player I've ever seen play. I want him to get as many rings as possible. Here's looking at number five, buddy, Russell Westbrook's going to really help you get there. And that's official. The Cavs are on the clock. Again, we think it's going to be Evan Mobley. That's my guess. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm sure it'll be coming down any second. But uh, with that being said, we had one more sport we wanted to get to. I do think Chris Bryant was traded today too. I don't know. I know Bryant though. and Rizzo were both not in the lineup. Yeah, but I think the Mets are in talks to possibly get him. That's actually my Met buddies really want him, so that makes sense. Yeah, that would make a ton of sense. But they were just both not in the lineup, so that means they're gone.
1: Hmm. What a day! What yeah.
0: a day! That's what I. That's why I got confused earlier and said that it was uh, Bryant that got traded. Because I remember in my group text we were talking about how both of them weren't in the lineup. My buddies are Mets fans. They're talking about how bad they want Bryant, and then Rizzo gets traded. To the Yankees an hour ago. I got all my. I'm too too much sports going on today. My brain too, scrambled. Too
1: much Cubs to New York talk. That's got
0: Confused. I get it. It's fine. It happens. But uh, yeah, the NFL training camp started up. There's really not a ton of news to report on that. Just excitement.
1: No one's hurt yet.
0: No one's hurt. Knock on wood. We're good. I mean, we had a couple injury scares, but pretty much you've had your boring, basic uh, quotes from everybody. You've had your boring, you know, so-and-so is a little banged up. We're going to be fine. We're excited the second year with the system. You know, just your basic shit. Everybody's complimenting each other. It's all fun. It's all good. I like it. Everything sounds good in Berea for the Browns. Elsewhere, Aaron Rodgers did report to Green Bay.
1: And unloaded an ass-whooping of the
0: conference. did not hold back on his feelings for the Green Bay Packers, which I love. Makes me love Aaron Rodgers even more. Cleveland has imagined... Okay, here we go. Cleveland has imagined 7-footer Evan Mobley playing on a front line with Jared Allen. Uh, some four, some five. Cavaliers believe he's a franchise player. Teams have tried to trade up to three. Cavaliers are keeping the pick for Evan Mobley, nice. according to Adrian Wojnarowski. So hopefully that happens. I know I haven't seen anything official I'm yet. I'm curious but what the offers were. Yeah, I could only imagine. I, I actually don't want to know because if he turns out to be a bust, I'm going to be really fucking upset that we didn't <laughs> trade him. So I'm cool with nothing. Not saying anything. Uh, but, yeah, so training camp started up. Aaron Rodgers reported. Aaron Rodgers, it's looking like, is going to officially be. And, yes, Evan Mobley is officially the pick. It's there on ESPN. Nice. So, good pick for the Cavs. We think we were, we're three for three so far. The NBA draft is a lot easier to predict than the NFL. till you get to number four. And this is where the shit could hit the fan. But, uh, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers reported he's playing at least one more year Then he will be probably moving on to greener pastures. It's going to be a little bit like Tom Brady. Yep. A long... Well, they reworked his deal so he could just walk away next yeah, year. Yeah, he could just he walk away. To. But yeah, a great career with Green Bay. Um, I, I think they're fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, it's a busy day. Look in sports. That's <laughs> all I know, dude. Everything. That's all I see. My entire Twitter feed is just sports, 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 sports. Um, I don't know where he would go next year, but I mean, it's. I mean, I was talking to my my buddies the other day about this, and they were saying like, "All right, let's go over some teams that need quarterbacks," and they're looking at all these shitty teams, and they're like. Oh, maybe the Broncos, maybe the Panthers, et cetera. And I'm like, you really think Aaron Rodgers is going to sign with one of those teams? He's He's going going to a a team that can win like Tom Brady did in Tampa Bay. And tell whatever starting
1: quarterbacks there to take a seat for a year or two. For me,
0: it's what assets can the New Orleans Saints add? Because imagine Aaron Rodgers on the Saints in a dome, throwing to Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, et cetera. That's something to think about, but again, I'm looking at a team that could use a quarterback, but is also built to win a championship. And I jokingly said it before. Um, again, it was it was partially a joke, but Aaron Rodgers and the Browns were Super Bowl contenders immediately. <laughs> Back to this again. I'm just okay. saying. So if, <laughs> if if think about it, if Baker Mayfield shits the bed this year at quarterback, yeah, and it's solely him. It's not going to happen though. But I, yeah. I, I wouldn't even say shit the bed. But if Baker goes out there, and again, if Baker. Throws for 25 touchdowns, 3,000 yards, nice mediocre season, nothing crazy. Are you still okay with giving him a $30 million a year contract? Are you saying, let's win a fucking Super Bowl? Are we
1: in the AFC Championship this year But him doing that? Because if if he makes it to the AFC Championship, you're not moving on from Baker Mayfield next year.
0: Yeah, I mean, you still could. I mean, what's the AFC Championship? They won't do it, though. We, we were I get one it, but what I'm AFC saying is that if we're making year, it to
1: the AFC Championship and it's one of those things... But
0: it also, it's one of those things, too, where I don't think you can... You can't strictly just give all the credit to a quarterback. If, like, Blake Bortles went to an AFC Championship game...
1: He's a great quarterback. What are you talking about? Yeah, he,
0: he reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield. That's <laughs> oh, who God, we're hearing Jesus. But, uh, but but again, you can't just go with the quarterback. Look at everything. The, the Browns invested more than anybody in their defense this offseason. So, yeah, if the Browns are a good enough team and Baker's numbers are still very pedestrian middle of the pack, then I think it's safe to say that the the step to get us over that hump from the championship to a Super Bowl game... We wouldn't
1: have the money to sign Aaron Rodgers next year,
0: though. If we don't sign Baker, why, why not? Okay. I'm serious. If he's going into his fifth-year option as a rookie, you trade him, you acquire some assets, and you sign Aaron Rodgers, there's the money right there. Mm-hmm. If Baker's expected to make 30-something million It's like a a wet dream scenario for you right now. And you'd only be needing to sign Rodgers for a year or two because he's not getting any younger. You trade Baker for some draft picks, use those to draft a quarterback to sit behind Rodgers for a year or two. Listen how perfect this is. It's like a fucking Hollywood movie. It's so well-scripted. And we get a championship out of it, best thing of all. But I digress.
1: (laughs) Wishful thinking.
0: Just saying, it's all it all makes sense, and I know everybody at home's listening to this, going, "Oh, fuck, he's right," but nobody wants to admit it because they love Baker so You're gonna so be rooting
1: so hard against Baker this year.
0: I'm not. I'm gonna be rooting for him. It's just, again, for me as a realistic football person, Baker Mayfield is a middle of the pack quarterback. I don't understand why fans think he isn't. And then I look back at the history of the Cleveland Browns quarterbacks, and I realize they put Bernie Kosar on this amazing level. If you really go back and watch Bernie oh, Kosar play football, that good. Bernie wasn't a very good football player. That's why he has no shot of being in the Hall of Fame, et cetera. Baker Mayfield kind of reminds me of Bernie in that sense of where when you really go back and look at their numbers, you're like, oh, shit, he's, you know, he's okay. Everybody else on the team was doing great. He just did just enough to not fuck it up.
1: I think Baker makes that step forward or two steps forward this year. And he has, I, I'm going to say he's going to have a 35 to 38 touchdown season, maybe
0: eight or nine interceptions Four thousand yards passing. See, I, also, I just don't think Kevin Stefanski's offense is set up for that. I know a lot of you are going to go. Well, what about Kirk Cousins, who's had seasons like that? But I also think with our dual running game, yeah. our two-headed monster, that takes even more passes away from the quarterback. We're not a we're not a passing team. We're a run first. A lot team. of weapons out there to not be a passing team, right? But those weapons keep the offense spread. So, we I also mean, threw, a lot, a we threw a lot. We threw a lot.
1: We threw a lot on third down last year, where you think we would be handing the ball off. So
0: yeah, to an extent, because again, that's that's the the threat of the run game. Sure. You trick the defense. You do a play action on third down instead of an actual handoff. Um, but again, I just, I don't know. I, I, I hope Baker turns into this amazing quarterback, but at the same time, it's not often in this day and age NFL, because I know a lot of guys want to go back and they want to talk about. There's your screw up. Scotty Barnes went number four. Scotty. that's, I told you, I said I would not be surprised if Barnes gets drafted. Raptors. At four. Sure. Shit. There it is. Makes sense. And now Suggs, does he go five to uh, who the fuck's picking five? The magic, possibly huh. interesting. Never know, but yeah, good thing we weren't betting on this on this one. <laughs> um, where was I? Oh, so it's just in this day and age, current NFL, the only players people want to compare Baker to, at least in my like conversations that I have, is Dan Marino, someone like that, because or Brett Favre. Because you look at their first few years in the NFL, they weren't great. Football is entirely different these days. It's even different. For, there's a guy still in the league right now. And he came up a way that you don't come up in the NFL anymore, and that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady, obviously, he wasn't a first round pick. You know, I we know that he sat on the bench, came in and just was great when he started playing for Drew Bledsoe after Drew Bledsoe got hurt. It doesn't normally happen that way in the NFL these days. A lot of times, if you take a quarterback, especially number one or first round, whatever, you're damn near expected to start by midseason, at right. the latest you're starting quarterback the the keys are in, in your hands how long did Aaron Rodgers
1: sit behind far? like two years it was right? two
0: years yeah yeah and he was a first round pick but again they were just drafting for the future that was a smart move Aaron Rodgers again in my opinion I that was my first draft I was ever at that I ever really scouted he was the best quarterback in that draft I said that as soon as I got there I said Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in this in this draft the Niners fucked up by taking Alex Smith lo and behold Would Aaron Rodgers have had the same career if he was in San Francisco? You never know. But we know right now that Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Hall of Famer. So, again, there's certain guys that people want to compare Baker to because of just, it's convenient. It's a convenient similarity to go, hey, Dan Marino has 75 touchdowns in his first three seasons in the NFL. And you go, oh shit, that's great comparison. Then you looked at Dan Marino's second year, he threw like 45 touchdowns and won MVP. Baker hasn't done that. So let's not compare (laughs) these two. Another guy that he gets compared to that people, this is just one of the dumbest arguments I've ever heard, is Patrick Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes, if you look at his technical, his first three seasons, they're on on par with Baker's. That's because Patrick Mahomes played one game in his first year. Patrick Mahomes put up double what Baker does in one season in one season on his own. So, the numbers are very skewed, and people don't want to hear these arguments, but just because some of the numbers line up, they use them against me, and I immediately shut them down, because that's what I do. It's fun for me. <laughs> that's all you do. That's, that's what I that's do. all you do. I bring facts. You tee people up and just knock them out of the park. Again, if you ever, if any of you are sitting back and thinking Baker Mayfield's an amazing quarterback, look up, uh, I can't remember his fucking name, our backup quarterback.
1: Who's our backup quarterback?
0: Yeah. Oh, um, the dude from Minnesota. Yeah, uh, I just can't remember his fucking holy name. Holy Christ. It's completely escaped me. I don't want to look it up. Case Keenum. Yes. If uh, if you ever feel really good about Baker Mayfield, look up Case Keenum's lone year with Kevin Stefanski as his offensive coordinator. Numbers were damn near identical to Baker Mayfield this year. And if again, if you think Baker Mayfield, what he did this year, makes him one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, then then you have to say Case Keenum's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time because he put up a year just like that. So never
1: forget. Let's just see what happens this year right. when he's driving that Tesla of an offense that we have.
0: That's just self-powered and we, we oh, make- I thought you meant it doesn't work a lot and <laughs> has a lot of issues. I wasn't liking that analogy at first. That's a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so again, you know, not I'm not trying to knock on Baker. I know it sounds like I just hate the guy, but I just want Cleveland fans to be a little more realistic. And I understand that having a great quarterback is the one hundred percent key to winning a championship. And yeah. if Baker Mayfield doesn't take us to that next level the Browns fans have to be okay with calling that out and be okay with wanting to move on. It's just the facts. I want a championship more than I give a fuck about Baker Mayfield's feelings and him having a, a 10-year career in Cleveland that amounts to nothing, a la, like, Bernie Kosar. Sorry, I don't give a fuck about a, a career like that. I want championships. I don't want some cute story. Look at what happened in Detroit. You have Matt Stafford. Poor guy got killed week in, week out. Number one overall pick. Gave his fucking life to that city. They're never going to win anything, so they eventually just parted ways. Mm. The Rams, same thing. Jared Goff, decent quarterback, went to a Super Bowl, got this huge contract, very similar to Baker Mayfield. They realized they can't win with him. They moved on. That's just how the NFL is nowadays. So, Browns fans kind of have to have that thick skin and understand if you ever want to see a championship, which I do, you sometimes have to rip a band off and get rid of somebody you might like. So, not to bring up our lovely
1: excitement we had in 2019, but are you not extremely excited to see this team on the field?
0: Um... Yes and no. Uh, Obviously, I 100% am. I've been excited for, you know, to win Browns teams to hit the field just as a fan. But for me, I'm keeping my expectations extremely low. We have a lot of new pieces, parts going in. On paper, should be great. For me, there was a lot of questionable decisions by Joe Woods last year. I understand he was kind of handcuffed with a lot of injuries. And when healthy, even, our defense wasn't that good. I know we've upgraded a ton, but at the same time, I need to see it in action. So I'm excited, but uh, excuse me. I'm not one of these people that's already putting the Browns defense as a top five on paper. I think that's crazy. I think it's outrageous to do that because you're going Miles Garrett, hopefully clowny. Hopefully he's healthy. Two new defensive tackles, depending on who they end up making the starters. Two new complete starters from last year because Ogunjobi and Sheldon Richardson are gone. Uh, linebacker, you're probably going with three new starters, if not only two. So that's a huge change. D, uh, defensive backs, you're going with probably two new starters because you're going to go. I would, I would, I'll say three because I'll just throw a nickel in there. So you're going with Troy Hill as your nickel corner. Well, four because you, Delpit's coming back and he's he's. Well, he won't be starting. I don't think it's going to be Ronnie Harrison and John Johnson the third. Right. So, so you have the one safety. You have Denzel Ward coming back, obviously. Then I think with your regular corner and nickel corner, you're going Greg Newsom, and then you're going Hill. Troy Hill. So. So many new people, so many, you know, question marks. Yeah, exactly. So many things I need to see first. So I'm excited. But for a lot of people that are just saying the Browns defense is amazing. And then as for the Browns offense, the Browns offense was good last year. Passing obviously wasn't the greatest. I mean, not that it was bad, but our passing game wasn't anything exciting, uh, especially with Odell Beckham getting hurt. We didn't have that deep threat. Donovan Peoples-Jones played fine. Uh, Other than that, we didn't really have a good deep threat. They did. From what I hear, Odell Beckham is a fucking freak of nature. He's healthy and he looks That's good. That's insane to come crazy. back from that craziness. His
1: workout videos I've watched since last year. I like, show him to Tara all the was... time and I'm like, this should be you. <laughs> this should be you right he was, now. He was so far. Suggs went to the Magic. Okay. Uh, he was so far ahead of anything you would imagine. Him running on that treadmill as fast as yeah. he was and then him to go into camp. He's
0: already making cuts. Yeah. He's sprinting. Well, they assumed I mean, he'd be crazy. on the pub list for the yeah. first whatever. But Six he came weeks.
1: in, he passed his physical. He's ahead fine. His, good to go. They probably don't know what to do with him right now. Like, Do we put you out there? We're not put you out there? I mean, that's right. that's insane.
0: And then another guy that they drafted in the third round, Anthony Schwartz. I is, heard he's burning some people he off was, already. He ran the fastest 40 in the draft, one of the fastest of all time. So there's a guy that's going to blow the top off a of defense. But, again, we're not really known for that. We're, we're a play-action offense, so he's not going to get a ton of catches. I don't want Browns fans like – the funny thing to me is Browns fans are going to draft him in fantasy football. That's just what they do. Oh. They're drafting Anthony Schwartz. Somebody is drafting him this year. Why? For the three passes, he gets thrown After to him? week four, when he doesn't have any stats, they're going to go, oh, shit, I probably should have drafted this guy. But he is exciting for the future, at least, to like kind of groom. I think he's going to come in as our punter kick returner because we're going to end up having to cut JoJo Natson. So we're going to need a punt returner, kick returner. I think that's where Anthony Schwartz starts his career. And then barring any injuries – He's going to just be learning from Odell, Landry, et cetera, and probably come in next year as our third or fourth wide receiver behind. I have to think next year Landry or Beckham are going to be gone, one of the two. Uh, You come back with Donovan Peoples-Jones, assuming he steps up into the number two role. I hope so. He's a big receiver. Rashard Higgins, for whatever reason, can't get a long-term deal in Cleveland, even though he's a good player. Not great. Good. Um but for whatever reason they won't they won't sign the guy to a long term deal and sometimes they don't even want to bring him back for the one year deal that he gets. Yeah. So we're so reluctant just, to sign him last year. I have to assume he'll be gone next year. So Anthony Schwartz could potentially go from being like your fourth or fifth receiver this year to number three next year. So he's gotta learn quick. I saw the one tweet from Scott Petrick who said uh,
1: they had a, a play-action pass that Schwartz burnt by yeah. uh, all the corners, and he had to wait for the pass for Baker because the play was still developing. Yeah, that's and how fast he is. That's how it's, fast he was down the field. It's crazy. So I think it's <laughs>
0: it's definitely exciting. And, I I mean, you guys know where I stand with Kevin Stefanski. I was skeptical at first, but that's just because I've been burned so many times before by new hires. But yeah, Kevin Stefanski won Coach of the Year for a reason. I think he truly is one of the best coaches in football. He's extremely smart. I think him and Andrew Barry are working well together. Um, just keep going from there. Again, I was burned by on Andrew Barry even because of Sashi Brown. I'll I'll go back and admit Sashi Brown is a fucking idiot. Oh yeah. There's no no good things I have to say about Sashi Brown. The only thing he got right was Miles Garrett, and that's because he couldn't get it wrong. There's no way you took anybody else as the number one overall pick. Right. I feel like he. Probably thought about taking somebody else. Someone had to slap him and go, No, motherfucker, you're taking Miles Garrett. You're not trading back and you're right. not drafting fucking. I don't know who, I don't remember who De- went that year. Deshaun Watson Jamal was in that Jamal Adams. Deshaun Watson was in that draft, I think. He was. He was like 10th or something like that. Yeah. You know who else was in that draft? Patrick oh, yeah. Mahomes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's <was> pretty good. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. There's no way he was on Sashi Brown's big board. Trust no, me. Not at all. No. No, I, I hated Sashi Brown. He obviously came here and started the analytic thing and it pissed me off. Andrew Barry was here during that and obviously. Things didn't go well. Andrew Berry then left for Philadelphia where they had great success, uh, won a championship, and then he came back to Cleveland. So I'm happy with what he's done so far. I really am. Um, You guys heard me bitch about uh, John Dorsey even when he was still with the Browns. I was the first one to call out John Dorsey and Freddie Kitchens that year before anybody else was willing to admit defeat to an extent. They were still trying to grasp it like, maybe things will turn around. It's not that bad. I called them all out. And I was like, you know what? If you really look at John Dorsey's drafts, He's fucked up a lot. Some of the trades he's made have been. Oh, we have. Up. That's
1: a good episode we have, yeah. too. Yeah, you went to town I, on I went them. to
0: town on those guys. I don't hold back. So, you know, getting Andrew Barry in here, Barry in here a nice young change of pace for the Browns. What's good is with a GM, if you have a good one, you look at Ozzie Newsom in Baltimore. You get a good one, and you can consistently win. You're there for a long fucking time. Oh yeah, time.
1: I don't see the combo of Stefanski They're and Barry going young. away I mean, for a while.
0: Both in their forties, I think
1: they could grow well into
0: this team. Like if these guys work out together, this is like could be dynasty type shit. But you got to get a good quarterback. We first. got the money to keep. Oh god,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get all excited. We're on a good conversation. It's
0: <laughs> yeah, We're gonna talk dynasties. I, I, can't, I can't let anyone out there think that I even thought about Baker and Tom Brady in the same breath. Mm. I gotta just preface everybody with that. Always got to shit on people's faces. Just be realistic. Just being realistic. That's it. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so that's it right now for all I have. The NFL training camp did start. Nothing really too exciting to report. Xavier Howard from the Miami Dolphins is demanding a trade.
1: Day one of camp. Get me out of here. He
0: was pissed before camp even started. There were rumors he wasn't going to show up because he wants a new contract, but he showed up and he left today with a quote unquote injury. So we'll see what happens with that. He he wants out.
1: Stubbed his toe. Yeah.
0: He wants out in the worst way. (laughs) So, other than that, there's really nothing to
1: report. No, um, it's early. And next week or two, you'll start seeing some of the injuries. Coming yeah, you'll down. see some
0: injuries. You'll see some guys possibly getting cut.
1: COVID, they're going COVID, to cut. COVID, hold you're going to have that. Back. I mean,
0: Lamar Jackson started on COVID. Uh, JOK even for the Browns, our second round rookie, out. A
1: systematic doesn't have any symptoms, right? He just but he still is has on the COVID it. list, yeah. and
0: he's not allowed to practice. So it's it's a shame. The only really fun news we had out of the draft or out of the football was Zach Wilson was the only holdout for camp until today he signed his contract today but he did miss two practices and he much... got fined no no i don't think so i think oh, okay. holding out you're fine you don't get fined for that if you hold out under contract you get fined oh, okay. he doesn't have a contract oh, so. that's right um the only thing i was listening to the radio today and for whatever reason were they you were. busting the balls
1: down. of your fans your friends
0: yeah because the radio station uh, it was espn 850 cleveland They were breaking down the Jets' practice today. And I was like, what are the fucking odds? They're breaking down only the Jets. It's the only team they're talking about. Then I realized it's because they were talking about Zach Wilson not being there, who their backup quarterbacks are, who off the top of my head, I can't even remember their fucking names, people I've never heard of. And they were explaining how the Jets' offense threw 22 passes. Each quarterback got 11 passes. Only one of them went more than 10 yards. And it was picked off when they did throw that one (laughs) pass over 10 yards. And they just started laughing and talked about how the Jets are going to compete with the Texans for the worst team in football this year. And it made me so happy. I immediately texted my friends that quote. <laughs> and I, it was so funny to me to just shit on their team because they're, they have high expectations for Zach Wilson. They love him. Part of me thinks they don't really love him. And they're just like, they have to, cause that's their team. It's yeah. like how the Browns used to be like how I used to be with the Browns. At least like I was happy with, um, Brandon Whedon because I hated, Colt McCoy so much The Brandon Whedon excited the fuck out of me. Cause I'm like, Colt McCoy has gone. That's all I care about at this point. <laughs> I was that like every year we had new quarterbacks every year. I was loving a new quarterback. I'm thinking the jets are kind of in that boat. And I didn't really understand how the Browns, how bad the Browns were until I see another team in that. that yeah, shoe. Like, Damn. We were that team at one time. hundred percent because the Browns were bad for so fucking long. I didn't, I never had a chance to take a step back and now I can with the jets and I can shit on my friends for drafting bad, horrible players. Um, I'm not a Zach Wilson fan, as all of you know. He's a one-year decent wonder. He wasn't even that great to begin against with. Against subpar my teams, uh, yeah. In fucking uh, from at BYU, they played against nobodies. He was okay, and now he's the number two overall pick. But same can be said for Trey Lance, North Dakota State. You are playing against sub subpar opponents, number three overall pick in the draft. So never say never. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens. But on paper, the Jets are one of the worst teams in football, and I hope on field. The Jets are one of the worst teams in football. 0-16. Oh, rub it in their fucking faces.
1: I can't wait. 0-17. <laughs> oh, oh, we will oh, get be- an extra week to lose. We'd be better than them yeah, if they went They finally. 17. There would be a
0: team worse than the 0-16 <laughs> Browns and the 0-16 Detroit Lions. Oh, I love it. But uh, that's all I got.
1: No, this is great, man. We got to do this again soon. This in-person stuff's Absolutely. the
0: best. I agree completely. This was way better than our issue. See, people, if you were, were expecting another stereo episode, I we recorded it a couple times for the draft special we did with the NFL Yep, and had nothing but technical errors because for some reason I didn't answer it fast enough or quickly enough. It didn't connect us properly. Yeah. So we weren't really like live. We had to go back and recall each other, do it again. And by that point, it was no longer the one that we were promoting. So people like didn't know about Get it or something. Yeah. And then the next time I recorded at Greg's house, there was for whatever reason, the episode went fine. I was on my phone. It recorded everything. Did people interact with you. No, that was another instance where yeah. he, he posted the link to a thread where the what he was the event he was doing, all those people were gonna jump on and listen to the show. Not one person was on. So either they didn't get it, or something was off with stereo, whatever. So, you know, we'll chalk that one up to a glitch, whatever. Then I go to copy the episode to put it on our uh, Podbean, our hosting site, to then get it out to Apple and blah blah blah. And it got lost. And it was completely gone. Kyle texts me a couple of days later and goes, Didn't you do an episode with Greg? I'm like, Yeah, it should be on there and you're like, It's not I open up my app. It's showing. It's staring me in the face. And then as I go to click it, disappeared right off my page. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Wow. Deleted an entire episode. So that's when I was like, especially with today, we had the draft, we have the finals, baseball trade deadline, Indians name change, NFL training camp, etc. There was no fucking way I was risking Messing a stereo anything. on this yeah. one because yeah. I knew it was going to be this where we had an hour. 15, I think our next one needs to be
1: like a Friday night if we can. I know we're we're both so fucking busy.
0: Yeah, Um, it's tough for me for the next couple of months. Pick a a night time, like a Thursday
1: night or a Friday night where we do a Facebook Live so we get interactive that way and bring people in. I think it'd be kind of cool to do.
0: I like it. That's all I got. Same here, man. That sounds good. And uh, we'll get together soon and we'll do this again because now once all the shit settles, all the dust settles, we'll have NBA free agency happening soon in the next week or two. Uh, Baseball, the trade deadline will be over, so it'll finally be the, the final stretch for that. And then training camp will be getting deeper and deeper. We could talk about preseason, do some fantasy football talk, all that fun stuff. The shit is just picking up. Again, we apologize for the delay in episodes, but life gets in the way sometimes, I'm sure you guys all understand. So hopefully we caught everything up enough well enough and we'll keep going. Think so. All right. Man. All right guys. See you later.